Good morning and welcome to Walking with Jesus Through the Word, one chapter per day. I'm Pastor Jason Van Bemmel from Forest Hill Presbyterian Church. We're here on day 293 and that brings us to Joshua chapter 1. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the goodness of your word, for the power and the strength of your word, for the truth and incisiveness of your word. Father, may your word penetrate our hearts today. And may you be glorified in our lives as you teach us the truth and grow us in the truth. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we are beginning a new book of the Old Testament today, the book of Joshua. Two days ago, we saw Moses, the servant of the Lord. He died and the Lord buried him. Nobody knows where. Joshua received the mantle of leadership over God's people to lead them into the promised land because Moses was told he could not enter the promised land. So let's read Joshua chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving to them to the people of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, going toward, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Joshua commanded the officers of the people, Pass through the midst of the camp and command the people, Prepare your provisions, for within three days you are to pass over this Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you to possess. And to the Reubenites, the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word that Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God is providing you a place of rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your livestock shall remain in the land that Moses gave you beyond the Jordan. But all the men of valor among you shall pass over armed before your brothers and shall help them until the Lord gives rest to your brothers as he has to you. And they also take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving them. 
Then you shall return to the land of your possession and shall possess it, the land that Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, All that you have commanded us we will do, and wherever you send us we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your command and disobeys your words, whatever you command him shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. That's Joshua chapter 1. And it's a powerful chapter. This is one of my favorite chapters of scripture. There's just a lot of strength and a lot of hope and a lot of courage. So often when, you know, the founder, the leader, the lifelong shepherd passes away and there's a change in leadership, you have a weakening of the vision, you have a lessening of the intensity of the zeal, right? There's, there's just historically been the case when, when the leader, when the founder, when the longtime leader, the one who accomplished some great thing, when that person passes away, the next generation, the next leader to come along is a little less zealous or a little less gifted or a little less focused or, or what have you. And Moses has been leading the people of God for 40 years. We don't know how old Joshua is at this time. Um, he was Moses' assistant. He's probably in his 60s. Um, he, we know that he's older than 60 because he is part of that older generation where everyone else died except for him and Caleb. It seems like Caleb is older than Joshua. I don't really know the, the clear answer to that question, exactly how old he is. But he's been, he's been training, he's been apprenticing, he's been assisting Moses for a long time. He was one who would go in with Moses into the tent of meeting when Moses met with the Lord, and Moses would come out, and Joshua would stay behind and be in the tent of meeting with the Lord. Um, he, he was sent into battle at times to fight. He, he was one of the 12 spies to go to the promised land. He's been at Moses' right-hand side, but now he is to step up and he is to take the role of leadership. Moses has prayed for him. God's spirit has come upon him. God has promised him that he's going to be with him just as he was with Moses. And that's the real key. Verse 5, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. That's what the Lord says to him in verse 5. And then when he talks to the two and a half tribes who are going to who are going to have their inheritance on the other side of the Jordan, they say to him, um, "Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses." In verse seventeen, we're going to obey you in everything, just as we obeyed Moses in everything. Only may the Lord your God be with you, as he was with Moses. And this shows the key to this whole transition. And that is, while there is a transition in human leadership, there is no transition in divine leadership, and there is no transition in divine vision or power or provision, because God has been with Moses, and God will be with Joshua. And then there's this phrase that's repeated throughout this chapter, where God charges Joshua a couple of times, be strong and courageous. Now, earlier, in Deuteronomy, 
Joshua was already charged this, but he's being charged it now. He's being charged it by the Lord. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. God, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And then the last words of this chapter are from the two and a half tribes who say to Joshua, only be strong and courageous. Joshua has reason to be strong, to need to be strong and courageous because he's going to face real enemies, walled cities, hardened people who are wicked, who are stubborn, um, who are going to fight hard. They're not just going to turn over their land to this incoming horde of uh, Israelites, Hebrews, who, who are coming up out of slavery in Egypt. They've heard about this group. They have reason to be afraid of this group, but the Canaanites aren't just going to say, okay, you can have our cities, you can have our houses, you know, uh, we, we volunteer to be put to death by the sword. No, they're, they're going to fight. And so Moses has need to be strong and courageous because there is a real battle. But because the Lord has promised to be with him, and because the Lord has promised him that he will have good success, he can be strong and courageous. But he needs to be more than just strong and courageous. He also needs to be wise. And so in addition to the repeated charge to be strong and courageous, he is told to meditate on the book of the law, probably a reference to Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy becomes the book that the kings will write out and keep during their reign. Joshua is the leader of God's people. He needs to take that book of Deuteronomy, which he may have had a hand in compiling toward the end of uh, Moses' life, and he has to take it. Probably the whole five books of Moses may also be in view, but I think the most specific book that's in view here is probably the book of Deuteronomy. It needs to not depart from his mouth, which means he needs to constantly be giving orders and giving judgments on the basis of that book. It needs to not depart from his heart and mind. He needs to be meditating on it day and night, and it needs to not depart from his actions. He needs to be doing it. So if you go back to Deuteronomy chapter 6, where uh, Moses gives this charge in Deuteronomy chapter 6, um, Deuteronomy 6, starting in verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might. And these words that I command you today, probably this book of Deuteronomy, these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way. And when you lie down and when you rise, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand. They shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. And if you can remember back to when we were in Deuteronomy 6 a while ago, I said that this is symbolic of uh, not just literal. Sometimes, you know, later Pharisees would say, well, we'll put a box on our foreheads and we'll put the Shema in there. Or we'll, we'll tie a, a cord around our hand. God's not necessarily calling for that outward kind of uh, formalistic, symbolic representation. What he's saying is the Word of God needs to be meditated on, it needs to be acted on in your home and in your community. And that's what Joshua is being charged to do, the same thing in Joshua chapter 1. He's being told, you know, this book of the law shall not depart from out of your mouth. You're the leader of the community, right? This is the, the, the gates. You're the leader of the community. You're going to lead according to the word of God. But more than that, you need to meditate on it. It needs to be in your heart and in your head. You need to be careful to do according to all this. It needs to be in your hand, right? This is, this is what we should have as our goal as those who are children of God. So here's the application for us. 
We are God's children. We are being led into the promised land of the life that God has promised us in this life as well as our eternal home. We follow our greater Joshua, the Lord Jesus Christ, who has the same Hebrew name as Joshua. He's leading us into salvation. He is our salvation. He's leading us into the promised land. He is, we could say, our promised land, his presence with us. He is with us. He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. He's given us his Holy Spirit. And so we need to be strong and courageous because we will fight battles. There are enemies. Our flesh will never stop raging against us. The world will never stop deceiving us and enticing us. Satan will never stop harassing us and causing us to doubt. We need to be strong and courageous. But not only do we need to be strong and courageous, we need the word of God in our heads, in our hearts, on our mouths, in our hands, in our daily life, in our actions. We need to follow the Lord. And the way we know how to follow the Lord is through the written word of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you for such a challenging call as this chapter gives. We pray that we would answer that call by faith, trusting in Jesus and not trusting in ourselves. Lead us, O King Jesus, into the salvation you have planned for us. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, tomorrow we will be in Joshua chapter 2. Hope you can join us for that. Have a blessed day in the Lord.